Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to my podcast. This is I'll Always Love Me More. And I'm your host, Jamie Rose. And I am so excited to start this new journey. I have wanted to podcast for a while now, and it just wasn't really the right time to start. But now it is. And now I have so much that I want to cover and so many different topics to discuss with you. And this is just exciting to me. I'm really looking forward to this. So thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you enjoy everything. If there are specific things that you want me to talk about or that you want to know about me, hit the socials and let me know. But today, what we're going to discuss is kind of who I am as a person, so you know me. And there are a lot of things that make me unique, I find. Of course, I think every person in this world is unique in their own way. But I grew up mostly different. And there are so many things that are different about me and that a lot of people didn't experience growing up or can't relate to. And so I am really unique. As a child, these things kind of didn't really sit well with me or make me happy about being unique and different than all my friends. But as an adult, I've embraced it. And so I want to share it with you. So who am I? Well, as I've already told you, my name is Jamie Rose. That is my first and middle name. Most Jamies go by Jamie Lynn or Jamie Lee. It's never a female whose name is just Jamie for the most part. And I spell it differently too. But my brother actually named me. It's quite funny because I was actually supposed to be a boy. The whole time that my mom was pregnant with me, I was supposed to be a boy apparently. And so they had a male name picked out for me. Ironically, it wasn't Jamie. I won't tell you what it is because it's a terrible name. And I don't want to offend anybody who has that name. So we'll keep that secret for now. But yeah. When I came out a girl, my mom was a little disappointed, I'm not going to lie. And so she let my older brother pick out a name. So my brother picked out Jamie. And then my mom wanted to make it a little bit more feminine. So she put my middle name as Rose. And I love it. I love being Jamie Rose. I love roses. It really is something that I identify as and with. And a little history lesson, I was named after Rose Kennedy because my mom is English and she really thought that she was such a poised and classy woman. And so I'm happy to be named after somebody of that stature. It's amazing. So I am Jamie Rose. And as I said, my brother named me. I have two brothers. It was my older brother, or oldest, I should say, oldest brother, that named me. But one thing that makes me also very unique is that, yes, I have two brothers, but I also have seven sisters. I am one of 10 kids. 
And there are not many people who can say that in this world. Luckily for me, I am the youngest. I really love being the youngest. Maybe I didn't so much as a child, but I definitely act like the youngest sibling and I have the personality to match. So I do really enjoy that. What else can I tell you about me? By profession, I am a dental hygienist. I love teeth. I always have. Um, I actually never really got into dental because I was excited about dental though. I just remember as a child, I always enjoyed going to get my teeth cleaned. I always loved everything about the whole experience. I thought it was really cool. And I'm not going to lie, my siblings hated it, which made me love it even more. As the youngest of 10, you learn to defend yourself pretty quickly. Um, I was always, you know, the butt of jokes and my brothers used to do wrestling moves on me and my sisters and I fought and we really fought. And so when my sisters would bother me, I would remind my mom that it was time for us to go get our teeth cleaned. (laughs) I know I'm diabolical, (laughs) but my siblings hated it. And my siblings always had dental problems. They had cavities. They had work that needed to be done. And I never did. And so it was kind of like my own personal get back to them that they would always need to get work done. And I just kind of moseyed on through the whole experience and enjoyed it, got my teeth cleaned, and that's all I ever needed. And it was amazing to me. So fast forward in high school, I hated high school. I always did very well. I was always very intelligent. I always got really good grades, to be honest, most times without even trying. Um, But I hated school. It just wasn't for me. I was never one of those people that excelled in those kinds of social settings. I just always found people were super fake and I never really wanted to be around that. And so I always tried to find ways of finishing high school without actually being in school. And so I stumbled upon co-op and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I never knew what I wanted to do. I still, as an adult in my 30s, do not know what I want to do with my life. But since I always liked going to the dentist and I had a good relationship with our family dentist, I asked him if I could do a co-op with him and he agreed. I never knew that I would enjoy the experience as much as I did. I didn't know that I would actually learn as much as I did or that he would be such a great teacher, but he was and I loved it. And I ended up doing the co-op with him for a year. And then I went on to just continue going to school for dental. And first I did dental assisting. I worked as an assistant for years. I learned a lot along the way. And then I went back to school for dental hygiene and graduated. And I've been doing that for about eight years now. And so I've been in dental for about 14 years. And it's just kind of all that I've known. And so I've always just continued with it. I can't say that I enjoy it, 
but there are aspects of it that I do enjoy and I love science. That is one thing about me. I love data. I love research. I love science. I love the background information of history of science, how we've gotten to where we are, um, you know, things that didn't work, that people figured out better ways of doing. There's always advancements. There's always advanced technology to help you. And I just love all of that stuff. And so I've just continued on. So in future episodes, we will talk about all of that. I'll dive more into dental. We'll go over all of the facts about dental and things that are misconceptions and questions that people have that are afraid to ask or things that for some reason have been put out to people that are actually not true. Believe it or not, most people don't brush their teeth properly or brush their teeth often enough or brush their teeth at all. But again, we'll go into that in different episodes. But yeah, I love teeth. I love science. And ironically enough, I actually love learning. I am a lifelong learner. Anything that I can learn from somebody, I will pick their brain. It just, I love knowing things. I've always been a curious person. If I don't know something, then I need to know it. And I will not stop until I actually know and I understand and can explain it back. So I just, I'm curious. As a child and even now, one thing that people always told me is that it annoys them how much I ask why. And I don't really care that it annoys people because again, I just love knowing things, but that is something that I always do. I always ask why to every question. It doesn't matter what people are saying to me. I'll ask why. Why did someone act that way? Why did you do this? Why is it like that? Why did that happen? Explain to me scientifically how we ended up in this situation. I just always like to know why. And I find that a lot of people can't explain the why. People know things because they've been told to know things, but they don't know the background of things. And I think that that is one thing that my patients really appreciate about me is that I will tell them the reasoning behind things so that they understand why it's important and not just do it because I want you to do it. Especially when it comes to things like flossing. Yes, hygienists are very annoying about that. And you've probably never been to a dental appointment where we didn't tell you to floss. But one thing that my patients say to me consistently is, oh, I didn't know that's why you needed to do it. I didn't know that it was actually important. Thank you for explaining that to me. And you know what? That's all that I need. If somebody learned something from me or actually took what I said and thought it was important, then I've done my job. So again, we'll get into that in the future episodes. But today, what I want to talk about is big families. 
I've done a little bit of research myself and I found some things online that kind of made me laugh and some things that were very true. So being one of 10 children, I am actually going to give you the truth on what it is like in big families. So as I've stated, I am the youngest and my parents are quite literally saints. My mother is Wonder Woman. I have no idea how one person can get pregnant so many times and still want to do it. Giving birth is actually one of my biggest fears in life and always has been. And it's just funny that I come from a big family and yet that is one of my fears. My mother was pregnant over 20 years, which again seems like my nightmare. But my mom had 10 kids in 20 years. It's crazy. She devoted decades to raising children. And that is fantastic. And I do want to tell you about my parents before I get into big families because their story is just so beautiful. Another thing about me that you guys will see through all of these episodes that we do is that I am a hopeless romantic. As a Pisces, which is my sun sign, I've always been a hopeless romantic. I've always loved love. I've always searched for love. I've always been that type of person that watches Disney movies and, you know, can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars kind of love. That's the shit that I love. And my parents, they are just incredible. My dad was a history teacher by trade, and my mom, when they met, actually was a bell operator. And she was one of those people that actually had to connect the wires for the phone calls to go through. That's how far back in the past this was. (laughs) But I think that is just, I don't know, such a cool thing. So my mom moved here from England when she was about 19, 20, and she moved here by herself. My mom is brave and bravery is honestly what I've gotten from her and my strength because my mom is definitely the typical hard ass British woman. You can't tell her anything. She is stubborn, but that is just who she is and it's beautiful. So my mom moves here to Canada and my dad grew up in Canada, was raised and born in Canada but he moved to a different city for his first teaching job. And ironically enough, my mom and dad had just both moved from different places to the same city. They met at a party through a mutual friend, and my dad fell head over heels in love with my mom. It was love at first sight. And the way that my dad explains it and the way that my dad speaks about my mom and has always spoken about my mom is everything that I want in a man. My dad fell in love with her at first sight and has always loved her every day since. So they met at this party, they started talking, they started dating or courting as you would say back in the day. And six months later, my dad asked my mom to get married. And they did and they had 10 kids. 
And that is phenomenal. And again, very rare and unique. You know, sometimes you hear about big families and it is pretty normal for them to be a blended family, you know, lots of different siblings and stepsisters, stepbrothers, stepmoms, stepdads, that sort of thing. But my parents have now been married for 56 years this year it will be, and they are just still so in love with each other. And they raised 10 children together. And that is very special and something that I hope to find one day. So I looked up online and I saw that the world record holder for the largest family ever goes to a man from India. He had 34 wives, 94 children, and 33 grandchildren. To me, that sounds like a cult. (laughs) And honestly, when I tell people that I'm from a big family, a lot of people ask me one of three questions. One, did you grow up in a cult? (laughs) Two, are you very religious? Or three, are you French? (laughs) And no to all three of those questions, just so you know. But... There are a lot of people that have multiple wives and believe in that type of relationship. And so obviously, if you have multiple wives, you're going to have a lot more children. There is also a lot of people that have children for religious reasons, but we never grew up religious at all. And French, you know, the French do definitely have a lot of children as well, but their reasoning is different too. I actually grew up going to a French school, so I know a lot about the French community. And I speak fluent French, but I don't have any French in my background. But the reason why French people had or have a lot of children is because they've always tried to promote, you know, francophones. It's always about la francophonie, you know? And so they always just had more children because they wanted more French-speaking people in the world. In fact, in Quebec, if you have more children, the government actually gives you a lot more subsidies and a lot more government money because they always try to promote it. And so I find that very interesting, but none of those things relate to me at all. I just am from a big family because my parents have always been in love and always really enjoyed spending time together, clearly. (laughs) And yes, I've gotten all the jokes that people could say about my parents just loving each other. I know. So there was also a list of things that I found that made people from big families very different and unique. So one thing was that alone time is very precious, but also very weird, which is true. As an adult, when I have time off of work, or even sometimes when I take vacations, it's to be alone, it's to have alone time. My mom growing up would always say, when we would ask her what you want for Christmas or your birthday as a present, she would always say, peace and quiet. That is the only thing that you could give my mom as a gift that she would appreciate was peace and quiet. 
And boy, do I understand that now growing up. (laughs) Another thing was that being in loud environments is very normal for you. And that is also very true. You're so used to so many people being around all the time, everybody's different schedules, everybody coming and going. You never really had quiet time. Everyone was loud and screaming and, you know, two people were fighting in the corner over there. One person was crying. One person was singing to music. One person was playing an instrument. One person was actually sitting there reading a book and was quiet, but was so used to being in the loud environment that they could read in the chaos. And so that is true. Being loud is normal. And one thing that I have learned about myself is that I am very introverted, but I am very good at being extroverted because I grew up in that situation. I always had to be. I always thought I was extroverted, but I've dove deep into who I am now in the last couple of years. And I realized that that was just a product of my environment. I actually am not extroverted at all, but I am really good at turning it on and off. So next on the list is that kids can hold their own. And oh my God, let me tell you, that is so true. (laughs) You know, one thing that my mom used to say to me growing up, and I just always thought that it was so funny. My mom always said to me, in her beautiful English accent, of course, she always said, I want my daughter to be respectful, but whoop some ass when she needs to. And I did just that. We were always fighting as siblings. My brothers were always pulling their own new wrestling moves on me to practice. I always knew how to stand up for myself, stand up for other people around me. I would never ever get bullied or accept that. And even when I saw people bullying other people, I would stand up to them. Because I always knew, even from a young age, that I was good at taking care of myself and defending myself and other people around me. So yeah, that was always a really positive thing about growing up in a big family. The other thing on the list was that your family had a reputation. And that is so true. Again, I'm the youngest of 10. So by the time that I went to school, everyone knew my family. All the teachers had taught my older siblings They pretty much knew everything about me before they even knew me as an individual. They would just see my last name on their school list and know exactly who I was. And whether that was a good or a bad thing, who knows? But luckily, the siblings that I have that were, mm, let's just say a little bit of a bad influence, went to different schools than I did. So thank God that never actually ruined anything for me. Um, The next thing on the list was that someone is always missing. And that cannot be further from the truth. There is absolutely no way to get together with every single one of my siblings. You know, normal families, they get together for Christmas, they get together for all of the holidays, they live close to each other, they see each other often. All of my nine siblings and I live in different places, we all have different schedules, different careers, 
some have families of their own so it is rare that all of us are actually at the same events together usually you know half of us get together at this time of year and half of us get together at that time of year and it just is what it is and you make it work and one thing that was really good about my parents and still is is that Because there were so many of us, my mom has never been that type that's like guilt tripping me to come home to visit or upset that I didn't do this or didn't go here. My mom's always like, come when you can come and if you can't, we'll see you when we can. And that takes the pressure off of constantly needing to do things, which is nice. Another thing about big families is that you grow up very independent. And it was actually said that your birth order is really important because typically the firstborn shows more leadership qualities than the rest. And the lastborn is more creative and rebellious. And I can say that in my family, the older siblings are definitely more leaders only because they've really had to and they've always told me what to do as I've grown up. And I can definitely confirm that I am more creative than the rest and more rebellious than the rest, whether that I want to admit or not, it is true. I've always been really good at getting away with things and being a little bit more sneaky. Um, I don't think that that's a bad thing, and I've never done it intentionally in a bad way to hurt anyone, but 
I think I always longed for more freedom because I did have older siblings that were so overbearing and, you know, told me what to do growing up. And so I think that just happens naturally. Um, One other thing that this list said is that you become very aware of yourself and your surroundings. And that is very true. I can read people like the back of my hand. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter whether you're lying or not. My intuition is on point. And I'd like to think that it's partially due to being in a big family, but also partially because I am a Pisces and I am just naturally intuitive. But I can read everybody around me. I know how people feel. I know what they want. And I know how to respond to them in a way that will make them less aggressive if, you know, that is a situation. I can get along with almost anybody, whether I want to or not. But I've always been very good at adapting my personality based on the people in my environment because I've just always been more aware. I've always had to be conscious of that growing up. One thing that I really loved growing up in a big family is that we always had nicknames. (laughs) When you have a sibling or two, you might have a nickname or two, but we had nicknames from each person and for different situations. And even at Christmas time, when we would make, you know, our wrap or gifts, we would make labels and we would always come up with a different name for every person every year. And so it was always really fun to see who would come up with what and what everybody's new nicknames were. And so now as an adult, we call each other those nicknames still. And it will just always be inside jokes that no one else can ever understand, which I think is really cool. I always had hand-me-downs. And if you don't know what that is, consider yourself very privileged. (laughs) But basically clothing from all of my older siblings got passed down to me and not even clothing. I don't know, everything, toys and useful things around the house always got passed down to me up until I was old enough to get a job and to buy my own things. And then it actually turned around because funny enough, I always worked in retail throughout school. And so I always had nice clothes from different, you know, clothing stores. And my sisters would then steal from my closet, sometimes without even telling me. And then I would go to put on that article of clothing after and it wouldn't fit the same because my sisters had always stretched it out. So shout out to you girls. Thanks for ruining all my clothes growing up. (laughs) But again, it's something that happens when you're from a big family. You don't even worry about that kind of stuff. You never have privacy. I cannot explain how much this is true. We were 10 children plus our parents, 12, eight girls, two boys. We shared one bathroom. You do the math. We never, 
ever were in the bathroom by ourselves. One person would be going to the washroom, one person would be in the shower, two people would be in the mirrors getting ready, one person would be coming in and out screaming at us, the other person would be downstairs trying to change the water temperature so that the person in the shower would get out because they'd be splashed with cold water because they had been in for too long. Oh yeah, all of that stuff is real. Never any privacy. And so I just grew up being very comfortable with my person, comfortable being around other people. And, you know, I was still reserved and I am still reserved and very private that way. But we were all just very comfortable as siblings and with our parents. And we never had privacy. We never had our own rooms. We always shared with multiple people. And so, yeah, you just you get used to that. And so one thing that I actually really enjoy too is because I have so many siblings, I can do my own data research on things. Like I said, I've always loved science and I've always loved the part of it that was statistics and DNA and the probabilities of, let's say, winding up with what color eyes and what color hair and the difference structurally and facially that you'd have based on your parents. And it's really cool that I have so many siblings that I get to actually do those calculations for myself and honestly it helps me a lot in my career too because a lot of people just chalk up everything that's bad about their dental to genetics and I just want to say yes genetics play a role obviously but it isn't as big of a role as you think it is And one thing that I hear in my practice a lot is, oh, I just have soft teeth because of my genetics, because my mom had this, because my dad has this, or whatever the case. And I can actually prove that that's not true (laughs) based on my own family. My siblings always had cavities, but you know what? None of my siblings flossed ever. (laughs) I've never had a cavity. So I can tell you it's not genetics. A lot of it is how you take care of yourself. And yeah, I find that very fascinating. Another thing that happens is that you end up sometimes being closer in age to your nieces or nephews than your actual siblings. My oldest niece is seven years younger than I am. So I'm closer to her than I am to most of my older siblings. And because of that, I have always been close to her. We're closer than ever now as adults. And I just love her to pieces. She is definitely my child, even though she's my niece. Um, I was seven when she was born. So 
again, I grew up very independent and older than I should have been. I always took care of her. I always made sure, even though I was still a child, that she had everything that she needed. And it's funny because as an adult, now she repays me for that a lot. She buys me a lot of stuff. She brings me out to lunch a lot of the time and it's really cute. And you do end up parenting your nieces and nephews as they are your own children. In most families, the norm is you have, you know, a sibling, two, maybe three. Three or more now is considered a big family in this day and age. And then it's kind of weird because you don't really parent your nieces and nephews, but when you're from a big family, it's kind of like a community effort. Everybody's involved, everybody disciplines. I have a niece now who is mini me and her mom, my sister, calls me to discipline her over the phone because she doesn't listen to anybody but me. And it's just really cute and flattering and there's never any malice to it. My sisters never get mad that I parent their children or that I discipline them. It's just, you know, the tricks of the trade. That's what happens. Now, there are some things that are downsides of growing up in a big family. Like I said, I grew up old, even when I was really young and I didn't really have a childhood and I actually had a very different set of parents than my older siblings did. My parents were young when they had my older siblings, so they did things. They wanted to go out. They actually wanted to be involved in, you know, camping and random things like that. My mom was 42 when she had me. So there were things that older parents just, they don't do when they're that old. So a lot of things I kind of learned along the way. It actually said that people that grow up in big families need more approval than people that had less siblings because you really don't have individuality and you grow up being comfortable with everybody around you in your environment, but you really never learn who you are. I actually never had any thoughts in my head that were, hey, try to figure yourself out as a person. What do you want? Who are you? I was kind of always told who I was and what I wanted, and I just went along with the flow. And it wasn't until my 30s that I sat down and was like, who am I really? What do I actually really want? And so it's been interesting discovering myself as a person, even though it's 30 years later. I don't know. I just find that really interesting. People that come from smaller families apparently have higher IQs. And people that come from big families are usually delinquents and alcoholics. <laughs> and that's just what it says online. <laughs> I can see all of that being true. Luckily for me, most of my siblings have a high IQ and my parents were just very, very intelligent and 
good at learning themselves. And so we kind of always took that on. So that didn't really affect us. But yeah, I don't know. It's just really different. And it's really cool. And I feel like I've talked way too much about myself today. But I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it gave you a little bit more understanding of who I am as a person. And I'm going to wrap this up and see you guys on the next episode. Hopefully, you guys have a great weekend. If you're listening to this in real time, it's a long weekend this weekend. It's family day. So I hope you spend it with your families. And I hope it's wonderful. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, I'll always love me more.